Welcome to the family with Mike Gelfand and Andy Bernard. Tom Bernard here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we just sat in a uh, production meeting with, uh, well, Amy was here, Rudy was here, and Mike and I were just talking about the fact that sitting in a production meeting with these people is completely different. Did we ever even have production meetings back in the old show? I don't recall any. I don't either. I recall one meeting we had, but that was to threaten the person who was crumpling up my paycheck and blowing his nose on your car. Yep. Now his ratings just dropped by 40%, so good for him. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, you know, you get what you pay for, right? If you got to come and you got to come and don't you? You know, it's all about chemistry. He honest God would blow his nose and then wipe it on my windshield. It's incredible. Jesus. So what a very fourteen year old thing to do. It really is. There's no question about that. Uh, I would guess anyway, but uh, what the hell? It's we all we'll get through. It's radio. Well, I, I, I was very honest today at our meeting. We had a little meeting. Rudy was there, Mike was there, Amy, uh, the program director, the whole shooting match was there. And and basically at the end I just said, you know, I gotta be honest with you, I hate radio people. Because <laughs> I do, most of them. I mean, you're not a radio person. Andy's not a radio no, person. I don't know. I, I know nothing about radio. No, and, it, and it's the same situation with everybody pretty much involved with this show. Sandy doesn't know a damn thing about radio. No, he's, all he knew was that he had to yell into the microphone. Hey, Tom! Better make sure I could hear you. <laughs> hey, Tom, let me ask you a question, Tom. I said, Mike, uh, Mike's a little too close to you to be yelling like well, that. What's interesting, because but... in person he doesn't yell. No, he doesn't. No. It's only when he's on mic. Hmm. I don't know why that is either. I have no idea. It has something to do with him growing up in New Jersey. Well, probably true. I think you're right about that. I think that. He, in New Jersey he just had to... He just had to yell to be heard, I think. Well, it's like I've Could noticed be. a lot of people yell into their phones. Yeah. Like yeah, they when do. they're on the phone, they yell. Yeah. But in person, they don't. It's very interesting. Why would they do that? I have no idea. I guess because there's no, like, feedback that you can tell that the person can hear you. Yeah, I suppose. Can you hear me? because yeah, yeah, in I person, can you can tell that they're listening. But on the phone, you have no idea. No, that's true. You're absolutely right. Okay, I'm going to read the best, the 20 best live music cities in the United States. Where do you think Minneapolis-St. Paul comes in? Because I don't know. I've I haven't seen the list yet. it's not good. Oh, you heard it's not good, really? Hmm. Well, we have a bunch of different venues, but a lot of them are not great, apparently. Oh, really? Like, Is Melissa that... said, where did she say she listened? She went to some concert at one of the newer, I think it was one of the stadiums, maybe the Twins Stadium or something. Mm -hmm. And she said that the um, acoustics were just well, god awful. Well, that would be horrible. I mean, just, I mean, you would know that before you went. It yeah. would not be a place to see a concert. Yeah, well, it's like true. if it's not designed for concerts, then they shouldn't right. hold concerts there. Well, exactly. But they do, and people show up. They but, do. Yep, they sure do. So there's some right. great, there are some great venues, but they tend to be pretty small. Yeah, right, that's, that's the thing. Minneapolis so, has you know, smaller yeah. venues, and it's hard. So you, you, you know, you're, you're kind of. It's kind of a. It's kind of a problem either way. If it's too big, the acoustics are bad. If it's too small, they can't make enough money. Yep. Still, never understood why anybody wants to go see anybody in a stadium. No, I. I don't no, get thanks. It. No, I'm uh, good. Especially the Twins. <laughs> oh well, just because they lost two in a row. No, they're doing okay because of Jacks both times. By the oh, way, oh yeah, yeah, well they're doing okay, but uh, that middle that middle relief has got to be picked up. It's not very good. No, it's but you know it's going to get worse. Is it? Well, as the arms become more injured. Well, yeah. that's true. And they've already got significant injuries yep. among pitchers. But if you look around the league, 
probably almost every team has at least one pitcher already on the disabled. Yeah, list. that's true. Uh, it was Guns N' Roses <clears throat> at U.S. Bank Stadium. Ah. U.S. Bank Stadium is which team? The Vikings. The Vikings. So, yeah, the Vikings Stadium apparently not so good acoustics. Uh, I, they've tried to improve them now, though, I've heard. I don't know if they did, but I know they're trying to improve the sound in that stadium. So Yeah. She All says right. Excel is good. Yeah, but that's not – well, I suppose that is a stadium, but it's 16, 18,000 seats. It's a it's huge a arena. Center. Yeah. Yeah, it's a center. I saw a couple stadium. concerts there that I liked that weren't that – wasn't, it wasn't terrible. To this day, I have never been to a concert. Yeah, you don't go to concerts. Not I a single one. Right. No, that would be true for Max, my son Max. Yeah. He, I will uh, tell you. He just he's not into that kind of thing. I will tell you, honest to God, Excel uh, Energy Center, we saw Adele there a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Holy God, was she good. Yeah. I mean, that woman can sing. But the great thing about it is, while she's talking to you between songs, she smokes a cigarette and drops the F-bomb about not 15 sure. times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I saw, I saw the, a band that put on one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. At the XL, and I really, it was one of my favorite concerts. It wouldn't be in my top five, but yeah. it was the Dixie Chicks. I heard they were really good. I they believe pl- you mean the Chicks. The Chicks now. Well, it's right. not Dixie anymore, Nope, is it? they dropped the Dixie. They dropped yeah. the Dixie. And, right. But this was before all the controversy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not that the controversy bothered me at all, believe me, but, but you know, they, they were much, I think they were probably happier then. But they put on a magnificent show, and, and uh, everybody was screaming and yelling. And uh, except me, I was just you. it. But no, it was a great show. So they, it, you can see great shows there. But then, then I saw probably my favorite group, uh, Jason Isbell and the the Four Hundred Club, uh, the Four Hundred. And they, I saw them at the Palace in St. Paul. Yeah. So what yep. they did there was they knocked out all all the uh, all the tables, all the chairs, everything, so that everybody has to stand touching each other so they can make enough money, right? Oh, fun. Sardine tactic. Not fun. No, not I fun. Not. I love that group. I love Jason Isbell, and I would never go see him or anyone else again in that venue. See, I'd go to a concert if they did the opposite tactic. Mm-hmm. Install some recliners. Right. You know, get an, a nice uh, end table by you so you can hold your drink. Yeah. You know, it's a nice relaxing concert. How about that? Yeah. Well, Seats 200 at most, but well, still... Yeah, there's a couple of venues like that, and they're they're great to go to. You won't see huge stars there, but you'll see really good groups if yeah. you're selective about it. So I have a question for you. Wasn't the Palace Theater supposed to be like the most haunted theater in the Midwest? Oh, I didn't know that. Like, apparently, I believe, I'm not certain about that, but the Palace in St. Paul you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I think, I'm almost certain maybe uh, somebody can call in. Minnesota's Haunted Theaters and Playhouses. Oh, you got it? MinnesotaHauntedHouses.com. Well, wow. what do you, so what do you got, Andy? Top ten. Apparently, every building in the entire state is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly oh, the, very, every old building, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Apparently, that's not that old, is it? Mm, no, no yeah, not, not really. Middle age. Built on the site of a home that burned down and killed the woman inside. Her ghost haunts the theater. Her ghost haunts. Yeah, you got to remember these are theater people, right? That's, That's true. true. It's mostly yeah. well. This is all theaters. Chanhassen Dinner Theater, Pioneer Place, Billy's Bar and Grill, which I don't know if I'd call that a theater mm-hmm. so much, but mm-hmm. but yeah, Palace is on there. Nineteen fifteen. Nineteen. Oh, Palace is on there then. Okay. Yeah, uh, the wife of the <laughs> man who built it 
lingers to this day and plays the pipe organ, even though it no longer works. So how can you tell? Did she kill herself? Uh, no, I think she just died of old. Oh, she died of being old. Well, it was built in 1915, so, you know. Yeah, well, there is that. I think the pipe organ fell on her. It might have. Yeah. That's why it doesn't work anymore. Bad way to go. Why haven't I ever seen a ghost? Now, there was one incident, incident which I still think was just me dreaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I woke up when I was like four years old, and my great grand my yes my great grandmother was standing at the end of the bed. My great grandmother lived in Long Prairie, Minnesota, mm-hmm. so she would have had to come a long way by herself to stand at the at the foot of my bed, and so I literally talked to her for a little bit, and I have to assume I was deep deep in sleep and dreaming this, because mm-hmm. when I woke up the next morning, got out of bed, my mother told me she had died. What yeah. do you think about that? Do you, think, do you think there's any any chance that I was not asleep and I was lying in bed and I heard them talking in the hallway about how she had died or something? That's possible. That's or you I, were asleep and you heard them talking. And I was asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That's a better that's a better argument, Andy. I probably yeah. was asleep, heard them talking about it, and kind of projected it all in my brain. I guess. You well, never really know. And, we know people can be asleep, even unconscious. And and somehow absorb conversations yeah, because yep. you know you you I'm sure we've all read about these studies that show that people uh, people who have surgery have worse outcomes if they're being bad mouthed by the surgeons. Oh, I bet, I mm. bet that's true. You know, the surgeons and the nurses are saying, "God, this guy. I mean, what a creep. I I hope I hope, I, <laughs> I hope he doesn't creep. survive the surgery." <laughs> I'm going to do a really bad job. Well, there is a pretty strong theory that says anesthesia doesn't make you not receptive to the outside world. Yeah. It just makes it so you don't remember any of it. Yeah, well. So, I mean, if that is happening, then there's going to be some sort of subconscious effect, but you just forget it all happened. So it's it's a reason they, you know, even if you're having like, you know, light, light sedation, uh, they're going to give you Versed. Because let's face it, no surgeon, no doctor wants you to remember what they did to you. No, that's no. very true. Well, it's like when people get blackout drunk. You know, they can still talk to people and do stuff, but they don't remember any of it. What do you mean? It just doesn't encode in their brain, which is interesting to think. Indeed. You might have uh, been awake during your surgery. You just don't remember it. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I think you're, you know what, Andy, I like your argument. I probably was asleep and heard them talking about it. Yeah. That's why I don't remember hear, hearing them talk about it. I bet you're right about that. I did hear it and therefore kind of projected it. And then uh, there she was in my dream, I guess, right? Darren says that he went to XL to see Iron Maiden and the sound was awful. So yeah, I, yeah, that's, there's that's no winners tough. in this state. No, I suppose yeah. you're right. I suppose you're you right. You just got to go to the Fine Line or one of those places, you know. Fine Line's still downtown, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's so. It's a great, great venue. Very, very, uh, very comfortable and, uh, you know, 250 people maybe at the most. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. The 20 best live music cities in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. There are a lot of cities known for their live music in the U.S. Well, New York and Nashville come to mind. Yeah, they kind of do. Which one is the best? You could probably guess, and it's not Fargo, North Dakota. Really? Is <laughs> Taking that your, a dig. Is that your big joke that you wrote there in New York City or wherever you are? Uh, so in any case, the Travel Magazine 50 Grand recently asked its uh, readers which cities they think uh, live music lovers need to visit. So I'll go from, uh, what's the top 
15, I think it is, something like that. 20, you said. Yeah, top 20. Do they, oh, they might have all 20 of them on here. I just thought it was too short a list, but I think they might be on here. So Portland, Oregon's number 20, Columbus, Ohio, 19, Dallas, 18, Washington, D.C., 17, Boston, 16, uh, San Francisco is 15th. So we'll just go from there, and you can figure out what's 14 and what's number one. Denver, Memphis, Chicago, Las Vegas is sixth. So here are your top five. Los Angeles, so good guess. Austin, Texas, oh, yeah. which makes sense. New York City, mm-hmm. there's your, your number two, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is Nashville. You were absolutely Nashville and New York City are the top two, like you said. Nashville is not surprising. It's basically what it's known for. Yeah, it's all it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is, the music, the music city. They do call it Music City now, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think they do, yeah. Music City, USA. Music City, USA. So does it surprise you that we are not one of the top music markets? No. No. The only reason I ask that is there's a lot more money here than there is in most places. So you could think, you'd think we could bring in a lot better bands. Yeah, but there's also long stretches where no one goes to see that kind of thing. Yeah, Minnesotans don't really do that sort of thing in the summer because they're going outside. Because they're like, oh, the ice is finally thawed. Let's do outside stuff. Mm -hmm. They really go see that sort of thing in the winter when it's too cold to do anything else. Well, we would have been on the top 20 list when Prince was alive. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He would have carried us. You're probably right about that. Yeah, I think you are right about that. You don't think Bob Dylan's cutting it? Well, it's been so long. Let a nerve. Does he do live shows anymore? I think he's. I think he does. does he? Doesn't he? I think he does, but I'm not sure. I have a friend who was who used to travel all around the country to see Dylan. Yeah, he is. Uh, well, I mean, he's in Barcelona, but yes, he is doing a live show. Oh, he's in Barcelona tonight. He's doing. Um, let's see, June 5th. He's in. He's going to be in Tokyo. In Tokyo, okay. Uh, then Barcelona for a few days, then France, wow. then looks like Italy. Yeah, he's gonna he's doing all sorts of places. Guys, the guy is just—he's just got huge fans everywhere. And Japan does, yeah. to Spain—that's got to be a brutal flight. Yeah, mm, yeah, it'd be interesting. Now, Bob Dylan, as big as he is, is still one of the most un- underrated performers out there. Yeah, he's as good as it gets as far as he can't sing a damn note. Right, but at least he tries. Yeah. Uh, I, brilliant, brilliant, right. Like I said, what hooked me as a little boy, I think I was about 11 years old when that song came out, I'm not sure, but uh, I wish that for just one time you could stand inside my shoes. Oh, yeah. You'd know what a drag it is to see, see you. See yes, yes. <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel? God, you know, honest to God, great, great lyrics. Yeah, yeah. We, we tell stories. have Joe on the phone. Joe, what's the latest? Nothing much. How are you guys doing? Marvelously well. I'm here with my son and one of our best friends, the family, just schmoozing, having a great time. Cool. So what's new with you? So you guys are talking uh, concerts. Back in 88, I went to, with a few friends, went up to the Metrodome for the Monsters of Rock concerts. Spent, God, I think 10 hours there. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> How'd that go? Well, we went and saw the Great White was playing, Dockin was playing, Metallica, Van Halen, oh, and God. one other band. I can't remember off the top of my head. And 
Thanks to the people around us, I wound up, as Philip would say, high as a grass ass. <laughs> Just inhaling the air. Yeah. Kingdom Come and Scorpions were there. That's it. There you go. And a lot of meth. No, 88 was a we, huge year for meth. Was it? Was oh, it? yes. Not in Minneapolis. It, well, um, I guess it depends on which crowds you rolled with. Yeah. But it was. Uh, meth was in the 80s, you know. That was that was pretty huge in those days. Well, uh, meth doesn't hang out with the stoner crowd, trust me. That's true. Everybody meth. that was at that concert was a stoner, not a meth habit. Yeah, meth and weed are pretty much opposites. Yeah, I can see Quite. that. Well, you know, I, I think of, I guess I think of heavy metal as being maybe maybe appealing to both crowds. I would think coke more than anything for heavy metal. Yeah, coke would be more mm-hmm. along the lines than meth would be. Yeah, meth maybe maybe they'd be more into country western. Murder, <laughs> Well, so, how else do you numb the pain of your dog dying in your truck? Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right, Andy. Hundred percent correct. So, Booze. Joe, you were there. Booze, yes. Booze would be good. Yeah. Joe, since you were there, did you have a favorite of the to- the monsters of rock? Well, Metallica, of course. Yeah, Metallica makes I, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. You're still going strong. Well, no, some people like other groups. You know, you're. Although, if it's a metal, well, I liked them all, but my my favorite was Metallica. Yeah. It was just before their, uh, it was either just before, or just after their Justice for All album came out. Oh, okay. I remember when Andy was born, a great song came out, and I would always turn it up on the radio, and and my wife Catherine would tell me, "Did you turn that damn thing down? You're gonna deafen our baby." Andy was a little baby, and I would play King Nothing at top mm, volume. Yep, well, you played that until I was like 15, 16 years old. <laughs> so. Whenever I'm pissed off, I play King Nothing. And look at Andy. He turned out just fine. Mm-hmm. He did. Yes. Well, that was back in the age when you bought CDs and you just played them over and over. Yeah, that's true. It's not like, you know, digital music where you just kind of forget about it after it goes away. Yeah, and now you just listen to the fourth song on the on the album and you're mm-hmm. done. Yeah, pretty the much single. My dad yeah. used to do that with uh, Money Talks. Love that song. We drive, when he was, do, when he was um, a landlord up in the cities... I'd go with them sometimes to work, and we'd leave the, our house in Evergrove Heights, and he'd put in a cassette player, Razor's Edge, Money Talks, and when the song was over, he'd ask me if I if I would mind hearing it again. I said, I have a choice. <laughs> and he hit rewind and take it back to the beginning of the song. We'd hit, listen to it like four or five different times Ooh. before we'd get there. Oh, man. And we got there too soon, we'd sit in the truck or sit in the car and wait for the song to end. Hmm. Money talks and, and beauty walks. Going home, we'd do the same damn thing over and over again. Bet you couldn't wait to get Le- your license, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not, that's one of the songs I'm not sick of. Huh. Now, which song is that you're talking about? Money Talks. Oh, yeah, it is a good... Yeah, you're right, though. That's a great song. There's no getting around it. That's a great song. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All right, Palomino, I'm going to head over to the dome and just stand there and envision the next, uh, the next appearance. What's on, what's the, on the Metrodome site now? What is on? Yeah. It, that, that's part of U.S. Bank Stadium, obviously, right? It, or is all of it still sitting on that original site? I, wonder, I would imagine so. Probably is because it's, it's probably bigger. It's probably a, a check cashing place now. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. U.S. Bank Stadium is a lot bigger than the Metrodome, isn't it? I mean, it's a lot higher, obviously, but... Well, bigger capacity, I would say. Yeah, no, yes. U.S. Bank Stadium was constructed on the site of the Metrodome. So is it, mm-hmm. but it didn't say if it's bigger, because it had to be bigger than the Metrodome. Well, let's see here. I would think so. Ah, well, Metrodome. The Metrodome is a much cooler name. Metrodome was a good name. should have called right. it Metrodome, too. They should have. Let's see. Metrodome, how big Metrodome are Metrodome Volume 2. Version 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, version 2. Metrodome Junior. Nobody ever wanted to sponsor that stadium. Did you notice that? Yeah, I guess that must be true. Well, yeah, yeah Metrodome probably seated about 40,000. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you might be right and about that. Most football stadiums goes go like about 60,000. Yeah. Metrodome I don't know if that's true of these two, but. Uh, about 50. 50,000. 50, okay, Up to 60 for um, football and concerts. It depends on the configuration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose, Because yeah. baseball seats the least due to the... Biggest, right. the bigger field, right? Or the yeah. more awkwardly shaped field, I guess yeah. I should say. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is sixty for football, which is what, yeah, right. That's, that's very conventional. It is indeed, no question about it. But, I can't uh, really find a square trash. footage for uh, these places. Hmm. All right, here we go. The yeah, the new stadium is double the size of the Metrodome. That's what I thought. So it's much wow. bigger. Yeah. Yeah, a lot bigger. 1.8 million square feet. Holy God. It's a big stadium. I do love that stadium, though. I think it's a great stadium. They had a couple of, you know, hiccups at the beginning, but they took care of those. And I just, 
I think it's it's the ugliest building I've ever seen from the outside. It's not attractive. No, it's really well, wasn't hidden. it supposed to look like a Viking ship or yes, something? Yes, but it doesn't look but anything. But it doesn't like. look I, I like a Viking I didn't know that's what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, no, that was the original design. They were like, it's going to look like a, it's like a silhouette or something. If you look at it from the exact right angle, it kind of looks like waves crashing up against the bow of a oh, ship. Oh, does it really? Yeah. If you look at it from this one angle. Otherwise, it just looks like a mess of polygons. Well, you, you see it, and, and the first thing that comes to my mind, at least, is, so when are they going to be finished? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, now, the interior is great. It's beautiful in the interior, yeah. but that exterior is hideous. I don't know, but the Metrodome wasn't exactly attractive either. Uh, no, it was not built for beauty. <laughs> Look like a little marshmallow pie or something. Yeah, the other roof. And there was nothing, yeah. nothing in it that was unique. No. Oh God, no. I don't think I remember anything about the Metrodome. Mm, probably. I mean, not. I remember it existing, but I probably never went there very much. Oh, well, I, I never saw a Twins game there. Oh, you never did. Mm. Well, I, that's right. You wouldn't go. That's wouldn't right. I go. Forgot about that. You wouldn't huh. go. I went from seeing every Twins game to none. But they won two World Series in that building. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> Who Whatever. Who cares about the World, World Series? World Series, yeah. Oh, man, it was so much fun. That, well, that apparently was... the modern twins don't. What? Care about the World Series? Well, not if they lost two to a horrible yeah. team. If you cared, you know you cared that. that much, you'd go. <clears throat> well, I just got back. You know, I will go. Well, they just no, had I mean, a little problem. The twins. Oh, a little them, problem yeah. in the bullpen and Third base, and uh, and there's the catcher who can't catch the ball, and uh, there is that. And then there's the right fielder who uh, hits 222 every year. And uh, other than that, they're a great team. Though. What happened after that first couple years with Kepler? He could hit just fine, and also he Mm -hmm. can't hit a damn. Well, basically, he's regressed every year except one for a reason since his rookie year. Every year he's regressed after that, except for the year when the ball was juiced up. Oh yeah, and that sure. was and that was the only year that's been good since his rookie year. That's true. No, and he's a totally right. mediocre right field. Have you noticed he never leaves his feet? No, he does not leave his he feet. He won't right dive for a ball. He plays everything safe because he doesn't want to have an error to his credit. I suppose I don't know, but yeah, he can't hit with a damn anymore. No, he'll hit a home run once in a while. That's about it. Yeah, you know, the theory was that when they took away the shift, that would be a huge boost for him. But that hasn't been true so far. Why would it be a huge boost? Well, for because him? he hit the ball to the same place every time. And oh, it was I see. The what second you're saying, baseman yeah. playing in short right field. That's true. And he just he never quite figured out that maybe he should try something else. So do they? They do have a limit now on how far back the second baseman can drop. Yeah, you can't be on the on the outfield grass. You cannot be in the outfield. You got to be in the infield. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Boy, that's a totally different setup than it used to be. Yeah. Well, so they, you know, typically if a left-hander is up, the second baseman will play, you know, with his heels almost touching the grass. Yeah. And then as soon as the ball is delivered, he'll start backing Right, up. right. So it really makes very little difference. I suppose you're right. Now, our new stadium is damn nice. There's no Oh, question. yeah. So yeah. you've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just because our new stadium is fantastic. No, it's great, yeah. No question about it. So hopefully uh, we'll get past this. You, the, first of all, the, the game starts in uh, about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Today's game's a day game, and they better beat the Chicago White Sox, or I may never talk to them again. <laughs> you don't. 
the the sweeper is supposed to be a form of sliders, not not what happens when you go to Chicago. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, God. they uh, you know those teams are. Uh, I know their their records are different, but they're. I think they're about of equal quality. What Chicago and the Twins? I think so. Really? Well, Chicago has some really good pitchers. Yeah, they do. No, You're right about that. And but Chicago's problem is their defense is pretty awful. Terrible. They got all these huge lumbering white guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever happened to the Dominican Republic? And yeah, where'd it go? The yeah. DR. Because it seems like every other team knows where it is. Well, and they lost. Uh, they lost the Brayo too. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help Chicago. No, you're right. The Twins are better. Yeah, the Twins are better. But, but the Twins, you know, they, they've they got the worst record of any first-place team. Yes, they do. And and that probably will just stay that way. It's because they've lost to some, they've lost series to bad teams, and they're going to lose another one because they cannot win the Chicago series no, now. No, that's done. They've lost at least three series to really bad teams. Chicago will improve, though. I mean, they— No, they, they will, It's yeah. just like they have in previous years. Um and they've got a new manager, which I think probably will help. But they do have uh, they do have their own problems. I, it, it's so much of so much of it depends on these days on depth because you know you're yeah. going to lose half your pitchers. Yes, you are. You are indeed. I don't know. I, I, I just like I said. I I love watching baseball. It gets me upset more. Like I said, the yeah. ins tway today because they got their ass kicked yesterday for no reason other than Jacks sucked yet again. <laughs> I mean, he has lost two straight games. He has looked terrible in both games. Yeah, they've got a problem in the bullpen for yeah, sure. Yeah, they do. You know, once no they doubt. get past a one or two guys, and there's nothing worse than the game going into the tenth inning, and the Twins don't score in the top, and Thielbar is pitching. Yeah, you can just write that one off. Yeah, you're done. Uh, I don't know the whole thing with with the Twins. I guess we'll see how it goes and all the rest of it. I'll stay with them. I've been a fan since I was nine. Yeah. So that's not even the issue. No. But I do have to ask you, uh, if they don't move Jacks down back down to the minors and bring somebody new in or whatever, how much longer can Rocco uh, Baldelli last as the manager? You can't lose series like this. Well, he's part of the uh, trifecta there. Trifecta. You know, they all came at the same time, and you know, there's Falvey and there's and there's uh, there's uh, there's Rocco, and then uh, who's the third guy? God, after Fel, I don't know. I, you know, he's there's one other guy, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't follow the team quite that much to know. But no, it's um, I don't know what Rocco really does except sits there and spits. Yeah, every he, likes, time, he does like to spit every a lot. Every single time <laughs> I was watching the game yesterday, every single time the camera goes to him, he's spitting. Which means he's always spitting. Yeah, because he doesn't know the cameras. No, on. no, he doesn't know. No, you, it's almost impossible to get a shot of him not spitting. <laughs> uh, there, Can you imagine is, how gross the dugout must be? Oh, oh my God. Oh, Andy. And how, yeah. in this day and age, how would you like to be sitting right next to a guy who's sluicing out a pint of saliva yeah. every two minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, they must have to flood that place with Lysol every day. Oh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, what hope so is right. There's no, God, no going. So, okay, look. The Twins have to win the game today. They cannot lose this game. They'll mm-hmm. look like complete idiots if they do lose three mm-hmm. to a terrible team. But I'm serious. they got to do some about the, some of that bullpen. Some of the bullpen's great, but the other part of it is not good. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do, man. No, if this team so gets into the 10th inning, it's really bad. 
Mike, how do you feel? What do you think about the Kentucky Derby? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, on paper, Forte is going to be hard to beat. But the fact is, you know, now, of course, we've already, I think one Kentucky Derby entrant di- has already died. Oh, Four, really? Four, four horses died at Churchill Downs yesterday. Jeez. What? In one day. Yeah. From in, what? No, no. In the, la- in the last week, four horses have died. Okay, there was two who died just yesterday, right? Yes. Okay, two died yesterday and four in the week. One died last Thursday and one, the other one died sometime in between. And, and Churchill Downs, unfortunately, has one of the, the worst per capita or per horse death rates. Uh, really? Yeah, and you wouldn't think so. It's a yeah. it's a classy track supposedly, uh, with great purses. But the point I was going to make let's let's say they wind up with seventeen horses in there. Now, s- some of those horses have no chance ever. But there's five or six horses that could, and they're young, so there's five or six who could run the best race of their life and win. Right. So you know, even though even though Forte looks. Tough to beat. It certainly doesn't look impossible. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Did Joe hang I think up? I'm going to wait to see how many more horses die between now and Sunday, Saturday. What's that? We, we, like, this morning, see, I watched the news and, the, and I watched Fox, the affiliate, mm-hmm. the Fox affiliate down here, and they were out at Churchill Downs. And twice a horse bucked his rider and got away. Jesus, that's yeah, not good. Hmm. They, they they came back from commercial and the alarm was going off and they got the horse and they shut the alarm off. Within two minutes, the thing went off again, mm. which means another rider got thrown. Yeah, those horses are yeah. very anxious and uh, <clears throat> uh, they're on a lot of legal drugs too. Yeah. And, yeah, I've been down here since 2012, and I watch it every year on TV just for shits and giggles. And yeah. this is the first time that I've ever seen something happen like this. Yeah, I I, I happen to be watching a racetrack in what I casually call the Heroin Belt in Ohio. Casually? Yeah, Mahoning Valley. <laughs> well, I was just I wasn't betting on the race, but I was curious about it, and uh, I think I saw a jockey get killed. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The last the I head. heard, the last I heard, he was on a respirator, and it didn't sound like he was. If he makes it, that sounds like he probably fractured a cervical vertebra. Which, yeah. well, well, yeah. I mean, what I saw was I I saw the ho- the horse take a bad step. Then I saw the jockey, you know, fall from the horse. Then I saw him doing about four somersaults in the mud. Are and, you talking about Dean Holland, perhaps? And, no, this is a guy named uh, Moro Cedillo. More, how the hell do you spell that? Uh, C-E-D-I-L-L-O. Let's see. Is he still alive? He doesn't appear to have died. Cool, that's but, yeah, he is on a ventilator. Yeah. Still? Yeah, it's been about four well, days. Well, if, if he really did break a uh, break his spine, generally you don't come back from that. No. And, and well, yeah. Oh. No, it was horrible. And he probably, I didn't see it, but... Um, he probably got got uh, stepped on by a horse. Oh God! At least one be. horse, and those horses, you know, they weigh a right. thousand pounds. Well, um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. All it took, he landed bad. I, well, he got rolled over by the horse, I believe. Yeah. No, that's right. So you don't even need them to step on you. It's just yeah, those yeah. horses weigh so much. 
They do, and the jockeys weigh about 115 pounds. Yeah, if that. Big. Yeah, they're not yeah. Big. well, these days they allow jockeys to be a little heavier than they used to. Oh, really? The heavyweight class would be, what, 130? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it used, to, it used to be that a lot of horses would be assigned like 106 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, But now now that doesn't – you almost never see that anymore because it's just so unhealthy because, you know, every jockey at the track was flipping. Mm. And flipping is not a good thing for a human being. No. Average jockey apparently is about 110 pounds. Yeah, that's very light. That's very that's, light. And Well, yeah. But, I mean, I th- I, but most – most in most races, jockeys can weigh about 116 these days. Yeah, their average height is five foot two. Yeah, yeah I could have been a jockey when I was in sixth grade. That yeah, would have been really. Good. And I can be one now. <laughs> you could still be one. So does now, Joe? This is a question for you, I guess. Does Churchill Downs still have the greatest stadium announcer of all time? Uh, he's been doing it for about. For a while now, they just they um, spotlighted them, I guess you could say, on, on the news this morning. No, I don't mean that guy. Uh, I mean the stadium announcer from like 25 years ago. He's really, really good. Travis Stone is the announcer right now. Right apparently. now, yeah. yeah. He's way too young to be. Oh, well, Jack asked him 25 years ago. I don't know anything about him yet. Oh, you know anything about him at all? I think Trevor Denman is widely considered the best in the business he's a guy i think he's from australia i know he does del mar i'm not sure what else he does no see i'm just i'm not talking about the horse racing guy oh, he's i'm talking just, about the guy who goes like the, ladies and gentlemen welcome oh, to Churchill sure. downs that guy yeah the best of all time okay then i'm pretty sure yeah we know. haven't heard anything about that jackass for a while he knows exactly who i'm talking about <laughs> oh too. well the <laughs> best guy in sports ever was them. was the guy at the yankee stadium Oh, he was phenomenal, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. No coming to the plate. No, I, the guy I'm talking about was me. I did Churchill Downs. Welcome. What? You did? Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, I did the welcome and, <laughs> and goodbye. How uh, did I not know that? I don't know, but that was like 25 years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't know that either, Andy? No. Yeah, I did it for a few years. Really? Huh. Yes, Andy. Well, you, well Joe, I... you knew that, didn't you? Well, why do you think I was seeing that jacket? <laughs> I wondered about that. I don't know. I thought it might have been some hateable person. You know, well, and it turned out it was. I'm so viewing you in a much more favorable light. Well, because I was the announcer yeah. at Churchill Downs. Yeah. Now there's... That was great because I got to go, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Churchill Downs. They wanted me to get real dramatic with Sure. It. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds it like was... Fraser Crane. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay.
Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Oh, God. oh, hey, you know what? I, I just remembered, um, I've been trying, I've been meaning to tell you, and I keep forgetting, the cop that got shot down here a few weeks ago? Yes, sir. He's out of his coma, he's awake, and he's responding. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. That's great to hear, because they didn't think he was going to make it, right? Yeah, he, he was uh critical condition for about a week. And then Nicholas Wilt. they had to ship him over to Jewish Hospital to take yeah. care of, I think he had pneumonia. And then they ship him back over to the uh, U.S.L. Hospital. Unbelievable. I'm glad you told us that because that's nice to hear. I, I, can we have enough of these uh, shootings of seven, eight, ten people at once? What? This hatred has got to stop, man. The fact that these news channels, and it's all of them, I'm talking about the national news channels, mm. all they do is run pu- pukey hatred stories, and it's driving people off the deep end. It, it, I'm sorry. Yeah. But you can't do that because some people are too damn stupid to realize that all those, the only reason they're doing that is to make money. The only reason yep. they do it. We got to stop this hatred thing, man. Around the world, the whole world is hateful right now. Yeah, it's, it's not isolated to us. Oh, no, God, it's not. No, it's not. Serbia just had its first school shooting ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Serbia. Jesus. That's so sad. Yeah. You can't even go to school well, and, in Serbia. And who who is opposed to, to a ban on AR-15s or similar I guns? don't know. Why do you need an, a rifle that shoots an automatic rifle, I guess? I mean, but automatic. that's the whole thing. If we can't agree on that, what the hell can we agree on? And that is all about money. So why do you have to have a fully automatic rifle? A no one has a fully automatic rifle. Oh, they don't? No. They're illegal. Oh, semi, so you just, semi-automatic. Semi-automatic. That's when you pull the trigger, it fires. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what semi-automatic is. Oh, yeah. okay. Fully okay. automatic would be hold down the trigger and it keeps shooting. Like the machine you, gun. Yeah, you are not allowed to have one of those under, I think, any circumstances. So, so with, with the semi-automatic, right. you can only kill about 60 people in a minute. Instead of 160. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Joe, what do you think of that? Well, the, the Second Amendment was put in place for us as citizens to um how, how do i say it because we didn't when the second amendment was put in place in order to be able to bear arms in case we ever our gov- the government ever started to act like dicks like england was america was basically found well, on overthrowing the government so they had a very right. very strong anti-government stance back then well and the south wanted wanted to be able to form militias to shoot uh, to shoot down the slaves who escaped. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah, so there were various reasons, but none of them applying to today. Well, the the militias, basically, like Andy said, they want to be able to form militias. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to if the government decides that, that it wants to exert total control over us, kind of like they're doing now. Yeah. But legally, well... The point of the Second Amendment was that people can arm themselves to stand against the government if they ever went, you know, total totalitarian or monarchy like England. And my guess is that uh, it's America bigger is better. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure the Founding Fathers didn't uh, anticipate uh, these uh, semi-automatic weapons. So, you know, everything has to be applied to what goes on today versus what went on then. And you have to intuitively right. figure out, like, what did they mean? And so you have a large a large number of justices, Supreme Court justices, who have decided that what they meant to do was what they, the judges, want them to have had to do. So, in other words, they say, well, we think, you know, we're pretty sure that the, uh, the founding fathers meant that corporations are people. Yeah. 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 And then, <clears throat> coincidentally, of course, there's a huge lobby that wanted that, mainly a lobby with a ton of money. You know what I'm going to do? Right. I'm going to go on television and say, hey, to all of you semi-automatic weapon owners, that's not how white men fight. <laughs> That was crazy because— Why like, would you say that? But not only that, but <laughs> all like, it did was express the views that he had anyway. Exactly. So how was anyone shocked by that? I, I don't know. But why would you say that? Well, That's not how white men fight. Now? Tucker Carlson, they say in the reason that he got fired, mm-hmm. one of the reasons he got fired— is because he sent out a text about you know January 6th, and it was out. What else was it tied to? It was tied to like three different things. Uh, but he said they they saw he saw three four guys beating up on an, uh, a member of Antifa. Oh yeah, which doesn't exist. Antifa doesn't exist. There's no such thing. I mean, there's people there's, call there's themselves a, that. Antifa is a concept, right? Yeah, but some people oh, but call so themselves white supremacy. Antifa. So but, is white supremacy. But no yeah. no member of Antifa that I know of has ever been arrested because they they sit in the basement and and they they say stuff on the internet. Right. That is true. They right. do do that. Yes. Still stirring the pot. Well, fine, but you know, th- but the point is, th- the story he conjured up was was a lie to begin with. Oh, so you don't think there was any Antifa member? Uh, the Antifa don't go around with guns, and they don't go to protests, and they don't have rallies, and they don't get into fights with people very often. Maybe in Portland sometimes. Yeah, because I thought they're the ones that started all the fires in Portland. Well. That's what some people say, and oh, okay. and maybe the people who did believe the Antifa, Antifa stuff, sure. But, you know, I mean, how many Antifa people who were blamed by some people for the January 6th thing, yeah, how many right, Antifa right. people, there were like, how many people have been arrested so far? It's well over a 1,000, right? Uh, from the January 6th yeah. thing? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it over a 1,000, really? I think it is. And Why wasn't anybody ever arrested for burning our cities down? That's what I'd like to know. There were, wasn't there an arrest? There was one arrest for sure. One arrest in the entire country. Look, I don't want any of this stuff going on. I don't think no, violence is the not. answer. No. I don't need any of this crap. No. Speaking of members of Antifa, mm-hmm. we have Doug Sprinthal on the line. Oh, a uh, member uh, of uh, Antifa. He's a radical leftist. Who needs you? Uh, 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. All right, good morning still. I was listening while I'm buffing or sanding fiberglass, and I just had to call in for the question. This is for Tom. Uh-oh, here we go. Now, I understand you're changing the family podcast, so my question is, how did you get your family to work five days a week? Uh, that was Andy's idea. I didn't do it. Andy did it. <laughs> we used to do five days oh, a really? week, three hours a day. Yeah, well, I know, and that's why everybody went, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a lot of talking. No, Andy had the idea. Well, first of all, it, it, it gets real. Like, I'll give you an example of why I had to do this. Because after the show today, which is up in about 13 minutes, I have two commercials that I have to cut. I haven't seen them yep. yet, so I have to look through them and do all that stuff. So when you have that, that big break between the morning show, like back when I used to do 5.30 to 10 at the queue, and then come in and do this show from 11 to, what, 2 is what it was, Andy? Uh, well, we changed the time so many times. We were 3 to 5 for well, a while. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think in the old days it was 3 to 5, and I remember telling you, what are you doing? Yep. You're working 13, 14 hours a day. That's terrible. Well, I was trying to establish in people's minds uh, that that digital is the future, and we did that all 11 years ago. People still don't believe it. It's absolutely – look, I'm telling you flat out, as far as broadcast is concerned, there are going to be a couple of people left, and everybody else is going to go bankrupt. They just are, and it's going to happen in the next two to three years. The, most of these broadcast companies – now, again, Hubbard's not one of them. They have, they're a very wealthy family, and they don't have any debt which is one of the reasons I ended up over there. But most yeah. of these companies are just going to – there's one company, I won't say who it is because I have many friends that work there, there's $17 billion in debt. How are they going to do that selling your, you know, dollar-a-holler commercials? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how is that going to work? <laughs> right? Yeah, you got to sell a lot of them. You'd be the all-commercial show. You know what's so hey, great can about – I give you two – go ahead, Tom. I want to say Sorry. one thing before you give me two do anything. I just love the fact that this show is in your blood and it's never going to come out. You're always going to want to be on Car Selling Secrets on Thursday. I know. Well, I'm working on it. Um, All right. We'll get another know. 12 days of freedom, I think, before I join the tax-paying rolls of America. <laughs> 12 days so, of freedom. Like, That's nice. Yeah. Um, so two listening advice. If you want people to actually call in, and maybe you don't, you have to have a better system than knowing Andy Bernard's personal cell phone number so you can text him for the phone number to the show. Why well, I just gave the phone number out about 20 minutes ago. You did? Well, you could put it actually on the website, I would think. Well, why isn't it on the website? That's weird. I'm just I'm giving you two pieces of marketing. Right. See, this is the same as selling cars. Okay. I would look at our website all the time and go, why can't people find this? And they go, oh, shit, you're right. Mm -hmm. They change it. The other thing is there's still a fair amount of confusion about how we podcast that. But people seem to know how to stream it. Make a video of how to download the app. It's For most of it, it's really simple. But you're there's right. a part of your audience that's still intimidated by it. Oh, yeah. No, I have a lot and, of uh, friends. I've got it set yeah. up. A lot of friends who are my age. And, uh, you know, they say, well, how do we listen? And, yeah, you know, that yep. kind of thing. Like, where yeah. do I find it? And I oh, said, well, true. you do know how to and Google, right? But still, it confuses people. Yeah, well, it, it confuses people. So you make a simple video and you'll get your uh, get more listeners. I, 
I've got it downloaded a, I don't know, a month, month and a half ago, and it actually shows up on Sarah's car right in the all the app things. So it you does, yep. Button and it's, just, it's great. That's exactly so, what it unless is. Unless you don't want to grow your audience, and then just ignore those two marketing tips. I just want to blow it up. That's all I know. <laughs> Listen to Sprinthal. He's been gone two weeks, and now he knows everything. <laughs> See? I know a little something about a little something. <laughs> a little something. You know and what I'm going to do? I also looked it up. The other, I didn't want to get into a big two-way uh, conversation, but I did look up how many people were arrested after the Minneapolis riots and 20, and right as, as, we sit, as we sit today, it's a little over 600. 600. Okay, good. Wow. Yeah. Glad to hear it. It's a lot. Now, I do have to tell yeah, you something. Yeah, they, the, they got the guys from, I think there was a couple of guys from Mound that burned down the third precinct. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bastards, you drove all the way into town just to set a cop shop on fire. Yeah, well, that's what people do. Bunch of assholes. Yep. Uh, that's what people do. Okay, so when you do come back to hosting Car Selling Secrets, we, which we hope you do, right? Yes. Okay. When you come back, uh, at the end of every show on Thursdays, because Andy's full name, of course, is Andrew. I'm going to go, Andrew, do you have anything to say to Doug? And every week he's going to go, yeah, this is Andrew. You're fired. What do you think? <laughs> That's awesome. See, <laughs> see, I think I don't think you're thinking the big picture with this. You don't think so? This, this, you know, the car selling secret thing might never come back. But, what? But, but here's here's what you could do instead. I've noticed, especially when I take an Uber or a Lyft. How many how many drivers have these these evergreen scent little oh, yeah, trees hanging yeah. from their mirror? Yes, they so do. So you could just you could get them to advertise and call it car smelling secrets. Car smelling secrets. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? I Doug? think I think you might be uh, prescient there, Mike, because you. you know we're steps away from legalizing marijuana. That's you right. Think they got a lot of air fresheners in the car now. Oh, just yeah. wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> I still don't. You should probably make Tom Bernard podcast air fresheners. We probably should. I still don't understand why anyone would smoke pot. Why would you do that? Why don't you just, you know, do the do the gummies or whatever? You don't want to inhale smoke. What are you doing? It's probably just people who who just want you know they're in their in their memory. Yeah, they connect it with they being do. Stoned. That's why a lot of people smoke cigarettes is because something about lighting up the cigarette and taking the drag and everything. It's the ritual. It's part of yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I a guess. ritual for them. Yeah. Well, it does work a lot faster than than eating it. So yeah. there's that. It does. Yeah. I don't think yep. I could. I quit smoking cigarettes in 2009. And I think if I fired up a joint, my lungs would explode. I can't believe you were still smoking when I first started working with you. I, I, that was the hardest thing I ever did was quitting cigarettes. I must have tried 30 times before it took. And, and it's odd because I don't really even remember the, you know, a lot of people that quit drinking, they can tell you the day, the minute. Or I I know it was sometime in 09, but that's as close as they can get. When you quit and what it was, Sarah looked at me one day and said, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I'd really like it if you didn't smoke. And I thought, well, yeah. I did some research, and apparently it's bad for you. So I took that under advisement. And uh, that Surgeon G- General guy, he knew something. You know why my grandpa yeah. quit smoking? Because mm. he started working for an insurance company, health insurance. Uh. And the numbers that they had, he was like, holy crap. Yeah. Because yeah. the insurance companies know oh, yeah. down to the minute how bad things are for you because it affects really? their bottom line. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they 
numbers basically said that if someone smokes, they're just like a lost cause. Uh, you know, I worked for a life insurance company, and I oh, can yeah. tell you, if you want to quit smoking, all you have to do is talk to an actuary. Really? Oh, I yeah. bet. Oh, I yeah. bet it's hideous, isn't it? Uh, they, they, Andy's right. They got it pinned. Yeah, they know. They know how many minutes each cigarette takes off your life. <laughs> so I have a question for you Can guys. Can you imagine these guys at a Christmas party? Yeah, that would not be fun to get uh, get uh, squeezed into a corner with one of those guys. So, ooh, you're going for the eggnog? That's <laughs> kind of risky. Well, I don't know those trans fats. You know, those are the atherosclerosis, it's the number one killer in the United States. So here's my right, question. Boys and boys. Oh, you're uh, out of here. Go back to, yeah, I don't want to tie up your show. I just wanted to call and say hi and give you a, a little bit of marketing advice. Write the phone number on the damn website and then make a video and show people how to download the podcast. Why don't you? It's you on our social media, I believe. Let me check. He's checking right now. So, Doug, are you coming in next week? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm waiting to hear from my son, who will be finished with uh, uh, community college, thankfully. And we were going to plan on doing something Thursday afternoon, but he says, yeah, it might be Friday. So give me, a, give me a day, and I would love to come in, obviously. And the secret is starting to get out about where I'm going to start working, so maybe we could talk about that. But I'll let you know okay. uh, by the weekend for sure. Sounds good. Thanks, Dougie. See you soon, all right, Doug. guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. See ya. We'll miss you Bye. all. We miss you too, Dougie. Doug Sprinthal, ladies Bye. and gentlemen. Car selling secrets for, what was it, 11 years, I think, on this uh, wow. on this show. A long time. No, I know car selling secrets was like four or five. It just seemed like more. Doug's, he was, he's been on this show since, yeah, year two, I think. Yeah, yeah, so ten years. Yeah, but car selling secrets specifically. Well, okay, yeah, that yeah, okay. that lasted like three years, I think, maybe three four. Years. We we did a hundred fifty-eight of them. I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Now, I did smoke cigarettes from the time I was eleven to twenty-one, mm-hmm. and then when I quit smoking after ten years of smoking, it took me it took no effort for me to stop smoking. Yeah. So I have a question for you. There's a possibility the way I learned to smoke. I French inhaled cigarettes. I always French inhaled. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I've been told by many a doctor that smoke never made it into my lungs. It just went up my nose and came out my mouth. Mm. So they think that's why it was so easy for me to quit smoking because I never really smoked. Well, you inhale nicotine through your mouth. That's why cigars work. You don't inhale cigar smoke. Yeah, but I mean, not, not at that it. huge volume, I guess, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're going to get some, but you're not going to get the full force of having smoke in your lungs. I don't. I think it depends on who you are, because I mean really? I vaped for like probably four or five years. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. And one day I ran out, and I was just like, I didn't feel like buying more, mm-hmm. and I just stopped doing it. I never got even somewhat addicted to the nicotine. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah. that's exactly. What yeah, I'm I, I about. smoked like in high school on and off, probably for a couple of years, but um, I didn't. You know, I. When I was when I was turned eighteen, I there was no nothing fun about it anymore. The same with alcohol, basically. Yeah, you know? me yeah. Too. If you don't have the uh, proclivity yeah. for the addiction, then you just don't get addicted. No, and I, I'm fortunate because I'm just compulsive, not addictive. I'm the same way. So I could I could you know do anything and do it do it compulsively, but it does but I wouldn't be addicted. You know, once the compulsion goes away, you just stop caring. Well, you just find over. another one, you know. What I do now is I gamble, but I gamble like a maybe five percent of what I used to. All right, I'm gonna read one last feel good story. All right. But then when I'm done with the feel good story I have to show you the woman's picture. <laughs> 
Okay. okay. So we're ready to go. We'll wrap it up with this one. You ready, Andy? Uh-huh. You know how thieves might threaten a clerk demanding money or else, and the or else always seems scary? Well, in this case, the or else was just, I'll go back to shopping in the store. On Monday, a woman in Texas named Brandy Ackerman walked up to a grocery store clerk and pulled a knife on her. She demanded the clerk open the cash register. The clerk refused to open the cash register. So Brandy put the knife back in the jacket and said, oh, I was just kidding anyway, <laughs> and went back to shopping. Oh. She didn't leave the store. She went back That's to shopping. Very, yeah, right? not thinking clearly No. There. She later paid for her items and left. Brandy was gone when the cops showed up, but they later caught her and charged with aggravated robbery. She's, how can you charge someone with robbery if yeah, she didn't get any money? Attempted robbery? Attempted robbery, yeah. yeah. She's being held in jail on a $150,000 bond. Jeez. Okay, you guys ready for the mugshot? This is going to really surprise you when you see that, that some, a woman who looks like this would commit a crime of that level. What do you think? Hmm. Mm. She could use a comb. <laughs> she could use a comb. What do you think, Mike? Well, I, you know, it you strikes criminal me that, to you? strikes me that she's probably not getting by with her charm. Uh, you do get that. Uh, yeah, just a look on her face like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, and the thing is, it's like once she, once she pulled out the knife, she was a goner because yeah. you know no mugshot, no mugshot would 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 be useful for her. People see that they can't forget that. You know who she looks just like? Hmm. People who do overnight radio. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. exactly what she looks like. Well, why get all dressed up for sure? Know, no awake. Sure. You know the, the 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 person who did overnight radio when I first started at the at the radio station. Um, he uh, he was really well groomed. Oh, you're talking about uh, what the hell was his name? Alan? Uh, no. Well, this was a guy. You know, this was a guy who would say, uh, for example, and now it's time for some more swashbuckling rock he said and roll. Swashbuckling rock and roll. What was his name? He was a great guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Black man in America today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell was his name? I don't know, but you know he was on the he he was he one thing about him he worked hard and he was he always liked to uh, answer the phone and you know from the listeners loved to talk to the listeners. He's a great guy, actually. I got along with him really really well. Oh yeah, no, a nice guy. What the hell have I got stuck in here? Oh, I left my pen in there. Good move. Was, oh, I know his name was it was like Charlie Parker or something like that. No, it was not Charlie Parker. We're going to find out who Wasn't it was. Wasn't there though. a guy like named Charlie Parker? There was, but I don't think he was at... Was he at KQ? Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't yeah, remember. I don't, I don't either. I don't remember. It was Surprised a long time. no ago. one on the chat is chiming in, although there is a bit of, de- of a delay, so... I kept thinking his name was Alan, some, Alan Jackson or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I something, something. I don't know. It was, it was in that Wait range. A minute. Was it Jay Jackson? Jay Jackson. Jay Jackson. That was that's it. who it was. Yep, it was Jay oh, Jackson. Well, I may have just given away his real name. It could be. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Way to go, but, girl Well, I didn't say anything bad about him. No, he was a great guy. Yeah. He was a really good guy to work with. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Gelfand uh, will be back next Thursday. Now, ne- next Thursday, remember, the show starts at 10.15, not 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I don't get my coffee break. Well, you get a coffee break, but it's just Well, the show minutes. is your coffee break. Yeah, yeah I guess exact. that's true. True. All oh, right, we'll boy, talk. I tell you, I'm working so hard. <laughs> we'll talk to you on the Tom Bernard Morning Show tomorrow. Thanks. 